Hey, welcome to Geeks with Kids, your bi-weekly geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am one of your hosts, Eric, and joining me this week is Hawk. How's it going, Ben? Not too bad. Good I seeing think you I again. Just, I think I just said ban, but nah, I meant man. So this week we're doing a review for a game that recently came out on October 4th, 2019. So Ubisoft released Ghost Recon Breakpoint on PC, PS4, and the Xbox One with a release later for the Google Stadia. And this is the 11th entry into the Tom Clancy Ghost Recon franchise and the narrative sequel to 2017's Ghost Recon Wildlands. So before we get into it, I just wanted to talk to you about the franchise and how familiar you are with it. So Huck, have you played any of the previous Ghost Recon games? I was a little knocked back when I heard that there are 11 entries into this franchise and that last time I think I dipped my feet into it and that was Wilderness played from, uh, you know, a little bit here and there. Good mechanic. So uh, unfortunately yeah. never really got that much into it. Um, most of my, yeah, most of my familiarity with Tom Clancy and Ubisoft, it comes mostly from uh, Splinter Cell and The Division. No, that's fair. Uh, those are pretty, pretty, you know, probably the two biggest franchises for them. I had played a couple of Ghost Recon games in the past, but honestly, I can't really remember them. I probably played the first one back in like 2001. Mm-hmm. That was like back in like first or second year, back when we used to play in Res all the time. So it was one of those games that just sort of was one of those games that we all played. And then right. I remember when they did a future edition called the uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare. And that was sort of I know amongst my friends, it was one of those games where we're like, oh, you should try this out. It's pretty cool. It's like a, it's like sort of like the SOCOM, but in the future. And I'm like, oh, whatever. But yeah, I didn't really get into the, the Ghost Recon games until Wildlands. And as you know, as everyone that, you know, all the friends I game with know, I was really, really into Wildlands. Like, I know. You were bugging everybody to come and join you in it. <laughs> like so much into... I tried to get everyone to play this game, and I even got it on PC just so I could play it more. Yeah, I love the aspect of the team and the the AI team that uh, that you built around you in the in the wilderness and that, you know, sending out messages and that. It, yeah, it reminded me a lot of like you know, SOCOM back in the day, um, a game I, I kind of got into, but not really. You know, mm-hmm. the yeah, idea yeah. the idea was there. It's just I don't think the timing and the technology and the you know the pull you know the the playthrough was there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the uh, Wildlands for a little bit while I was playing it. Like I said, the the AI mechanics that I think you mentioned in that about it, that were pretty cool in that. But yeah, mostly my attention was drawn to other things at the time, so you had to play solo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I really actually enjoyed the story of the Wildlands. It was sort of this narco-esque uh, tale where you were a team taking down drug lords. And for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, they actually set the story six years later, and it's on this island called Aurora. Oh, wait. Oro. Oh, yeah. Aurora. Aurora. Oh, yeah. I think it wasn't Aurora. It was Aurora or something. Aurora. Anyway, so this is this fictional island in the Pacific Ocean, and it's controlled by this Facebook like technology company called Skell. Yeah. And you take on the role of Nomad, this ghost or the spe- special ops uh, soldier, and they're going there because there are some disturbances off the coast of of this island, and you get shot down, and basically uh, you land, and you're sort of this lone wolf, and you find out that your team was attacked by a former ghost called Lieutenant Colonel Cole D. Walker, who is portrayed by John Berthnall, 
who is the Punisher, obviously. And um, so he's he started this military coup of the island, and they're taking over this technology. Um, what did you think of this story? It's a very familiar feeling story. The lone survivor of an attack gave plunges you right into the story, and that as soon as you land, and you're on a hostile enemy controlled island, and you have to find your teammates. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. You, you you start yeah. finding your your you know some of the soldiers that you had previously uh, gone to the island with, but there's nothing like Ghost Recon Wildlands where you actually have a team of four. You you are this lone wolf. Well, I shouldn't say wolf because the wolves are the bad guys. You are this yes. lone ghost on this island, although not really. But we'll get into that later. Uh, I did end up playing most of the pretty much all of the story. I didn't do all the side missions, but um, I did get pretty far in the game. And John Berthnall was not really in the game that much. He was in a bunch of the the cutscenes, obviously, and the flashbacks that tell his story. But there wasn't what he did was good, but he wasn't really there. And I wish he he had more to do because every time he was on screen or on the TV, he was perfect. He had that intensity that you know him for, obviously. Sure, that's the intensity they hire him for in that. <laughs> Exactly. And it was nice to have him. He was actually in Wildlands as well. He They had added a story just last year or this year, just before the release of this game so that it could bridge the two games because yeah. this is a successor of that previous game. Yeah. Before we go into the nitty gritty, into the gameplay, the mechanics and all that stuff, we should talk about the graphics and the sound design. What did you think of that? Graphics are amazing on that. It was. It, it's a big, gorgeous, open world environment. Everything looks really good. You know, your character on down, you know, and uh, that game that those graphics kind of play into the gameplay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have that dynamic weather system and the night and day, which is really nice. They they did that with Wildlands, but this game is graphically just like took another leap. It's gorgeous. Like you're going over mountainscapes and you're just like the sun is rising. And then there's some parts of the island where it's raining and you're just like, oh, man, it's just beautiful. It's vistas of plenty. Yeah, and um, I thought the, the the sound design was actually really good. Like there there are hundreds and hundreds of uh, guns in this game, and they all sound and feel different, which mm-hmm. is great. There is familiarity between the the different gun archetypes, but you know, and each of them has a distinctive feel. Mm-hmm. But it's nice yeah. going around in the jungle and you can hear the sounds of the jungle, or you'll go into the the oceany parts and you're like, yeah. And when you go to the home base, yeah, there's that familiar sound there's like campfire and it it sounds really good ubisoft is always good with the details of these types of things yeah so kudos to the graphic designers and the sound editors on this because it is it's a good it's a real achievement now let's jump into the gameplay so if you're familiar with ubisoft's open world gameplay you know what you're getting yourself into you'll be going from mission to mission going across this big beautiful map loaded with so much gear to collect bases to take over and then uh, as you go through that you get rewards to upgrade your skills and perks what did you think of the overall gameplay of this game it feels tight i mean when you're in the jungle and that the gameplay feels really good allowing you to switch back and forth between styles and that i was mostly going between sniper and assault rifle and that and once you get around the you know the buttons and that you know kind of you get a comfortable feel for the layout of that and it's really tight to be able to switch from you know a stealth position into active combat yeah, yeah, so what Hawk was talking about was the customization of this game. There's a lot of different things you can do. You can actually make the playstyle your own. So there are four different classes. There's an assault, medic, sniper, and panther, which is sort of the stealth 
one, and I, I think both of us ended up picking Panther, um, yeah. which is funny because I thought you would have gone Sniper, but I also ended up doing the, the medic uh, class. Um, I've also I've tried the other the other two, but these two were really the ones that I felt were the most like my play style. Um, yeah, you know, running and running away. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. get tough. You're like, ah, go, gotta go. It is rewarding. I love the Panther in that. Uh, it, it, you know, because each class gives you a kind of a specific super. You know, something you can yeah. activate with the L1 R1 or you know, however you do it on PC. And Panther focused on like uh, diversion, uh, camouflage, and I think it has more of an emphasis on the CQC portion. Yeah, yeah well, oh. I guess because you you disappear and then you can sneak up and kill people. Um, right. The, the assault yes. one was pretty much you are gunning in. Uh, the sniper one lets you take bigger, more damage on enemies with your, you know, special bullets. And then the, the medic, as I said earlier, has a drone where you go around and, you know, clean up the mess, you know, you, <laughs> your teammates. Um, it's funny that they have these four modes because they did say that this, like they had, they had promoted this game as a, as the lone soldier against an army thing. So, but it seems pretty much, um, geared towards multiplayer and i think it's better that way sure you can really get yeah kind of class specific teammates and not doing different things and that if you you know you put the time and you find you have the friends and yeah i definitely had more fun playing this game with you than playing by myself there's there's a thing about these games as service uh type games or these open world like continuous games like destiny or division two sure uh, this one is interesting because like each of us could kind of take a different uh, entrance into any sort of a, a mission or situation in that. I remember we did the dark one in that. I think we both ended up <laughs> getting into the place through different means. I think I swam around the entire yeah, thing just yeah. to get up to the dark. And, and I that. went through but, the road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then we ended up kind of clearing through the, you know, from one end to the next and then meeting up in the middle. I think that's what one of the greatest things about these Ghost Recon Wildland games is you can take... Um, you can take any sort of ta- uh, tactical, you know, means to get into these places. You can go run and gun. You can snipe. You can, you really want to like, scope out everything and like tag everything with your drone first. But then you can go in any way you want. Um, that's a great thing. Especially, uh, let's we'll go back to the customization. There's there's a, this massive skill tree where you can tweak your little modes on how to play. You can have yourself have uh, night vision really early or heat vision, and then you can have these Mark II weapons, Mark I weapons, and you can you know have your stamina go up. And it's a really neat uh, thing. It's something that you see in these games like Destiny or Division Two. Yeah, well, this one was really involved. I mean, the skill trees were huge on this. Um, and but yeah, you're right. It was it was great being able to get a thermal vision very early on in the game. It really helps with the sniping on that. Uh, this is what makes me want to really play it further. And that is developing a character with like a, you know a fully customized skill tree. Uh, yeah, I remember when we were um, going through this the first time, like when we were when we were unlocking the first. Uh, bits of the tree, like the first nodes, and we're, I started looking around. I was like, "Oh, there's there's another branch. Oh, there's more, and there's way more." And I was just like, "Okay, this is going to take a little while." Yeah, this game allows the players to level up to level thirty, which we got to pretty fast. And after mm-hmm. that, you go to a gear score, which is what they did in Division. So yeah. every every weapon you get can upgrade your gear level, and that'll allow you to take harder missions. And as the game goes on. 
very divisiony, yeah. obviously. Very um, divisiony, you know. Very, you know, uh, like a similar other game. There, there, uh, there, there's a lot that they're taking from the division. From this. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and that uh, the one thing I the one thing that kind of bothered me is like kind of early on is like you never get attached to any single gun in that you know. So yeah. customization comes like when you're pretty comfortable staying at that you know that certain gear score. Yeah, once once you hit the gold weapons, you really want to start customizing the the gear and there's a lot of customization options for your your weapons which is really cool you can find oh, yeah. attachments all throughout the island so it just seems like it's a never-ending uh customization wheel of things for your weapons which is really cool yeah so let's move on from customization to the actual gameplay of the game we had talked about it being a tactical stealth game which it is like we you would want to drone in scout out the place and you know tag everyone and then Make your plan from there. You can even sync your shots if you're if you had enemies around that you wanted to take care of. But I think personally, this game, like I said earlier, really, really pushed the whole idea of wilderness survival. You being on your own. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you know, the you know, you're filling your canteen from rivers and that because water is very important and that to prevent exhaustion and that it affects your stamina meter greatly and that um, you're picking up medicines all over. you're binding wounds and using stims and that which you know um, I remember that years ago from when I was uh, playing Metal Gear Solid Three and that I thought it was such an interesting you know kind of little aspect of it and that um i are also finding materials in the in the jungle and that to pick up and turn into you know potions and packs later yeah. on yeah for sure they do have these options in the game to do that and then the, there's the bivouacs all throughout yes. the area so that bivouac which is a term i learned <laughs> in this game um to it's sort of this camp where you can fast travel but you can also um pre- prepare rations and different uh, things to up your XP and your yeah. game style. It's, uh, it's or, actually, or it's change like, your loadout. Yeah, yeah change your, you have to you change your loadout of the bivouac and that. If you don't want to, if you think a mission calls for you to be a sharpshooter in that more so than a panther, you switch it out of the bivouac. You know what? I, that that actually really annoyed me <laughs> um, <laughs> because I'm used to you know the vision or you know destiny where you can swap it out. Yeah, you know, on the you fly. Need, like, you could be in a mission. You're like, okay, you know what? This isn't working. I'm going to switch over to this other class where, you know, it feels better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you couldn't do that. <laughs> You'd have to, like, fly out or fast travel to this, like, bivouac. And they're not always near the missions. So, no. <laughs> so you're like, so you- you're going miles in, or kilometers away. And you're like, okay, I guess now's the time to switch. Oh, man. And it took me forever to figure that out. Like I, was, I, I had already played the game for at least 15 hours before I was like, oh, you can do that here under tactical. I know because uh, I, I tried switching it out in mid and I was like, wait a minute, I unlocked both the, I unlocked both the sharpshooter and the panther. How come I defaulted to the panther and how can I change that? Yeah. It's so but odd. yeah, it forces you to plan. Like, you know, I think that's the mechanic they were going for. It's like you plan on your next mission and that you got to, if you want to go in hot or you want to go in cool. So I guess it is tactical stealth. Um, so yeah. let's, let's go back on that idea of being that lone gun in the wilderness they had really pushed it in the in the promo materials and and especially that first mission where you're you know you're trying to find your way to your men and you find out that Cole is the the one who's behind it um but you know you get to the base and there's like hundreds of people there and you're like oh i guess i'm not the only one and it, the the game sort of like we had talked earlier it's easier to play with friends it's better to play with friends because you can revive each other and you can take yeah. you know different 
throats. What do you think of that that push for the survival and then the actual use of it in the game? It's, it just feels better when you have a friend with you in that. Yeah. You know, you can do this solo, and that, um, but it just feels better having it. And that was the confusing thing about having a social space in this game and that, you know, uh, you know, there's so many other people in there. Why aren't they, you know, why aren't they doing like team-based things? Yeah. Why don't they match? Why don't they match make? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think you can match make for regular missions, but with my experience it, of doing that, it's not always the greatest. They don't always want to do the mission or they'll no. sometimes just screw off and go to the other side of the island and you're just like okay i guess i'm following them um, yeah, it's kind of it forces you into kind of meeting new people and actually talking and that instead of you know like just kind of matchmaking and picking up a, a team on the fly and that for any particular mission so <laughs> did, did you actually use any of the like the potions you made potions no yeah like, i never really, never got that far with it well all i did was really bandage myself i always found a spot that i could take the time to bandage myself i only used my water cantina once in a blue moon and that's only because i always fell down mountains for some yes. reason i could not walk down them it was it was very very annoying for me scaling, i don't know scaling, if that was the game or that was just me playing badly uh, scaling mountains is a little precarious and that every time i was up on some sort of cliff face and that trying to get down and that uh, it, i had to do it very slowly and that because you know, you can die so easily. Mm -hmm. Even climbing up, I just kept on falling. I don't know why. It, I Climbing in me in this game was just bad. <laughs> I think the the idea of them pushing the, the, the lone wolf thing sort of... It was one of the things that bothered me in this game. Like, I like the idea of wilderness survival. I thought that was cool. But I thought it would be cooler if you did it, if they had it you and your four, right? I had more fun in wildlands having a team of four and being able to um control them to do different things in a mission you know because i played a lot of that solo because you guys wouldn't join me in yes. wildlands <laughs> but you know um and that that's a weird thing I, yeah i think that's the one thing these games kind of do better than other games and that so you know i for this you they probably should have pushed that a bit more yeah especially you know? since the ai was really good at least i thought the ai was good for your teammates in wildlands and who thought like that was two years ago yeah who knows how good it could have gotten in that time yeah exactly Maybe in the command, future. who knows command command base versus you know the the, the solo player and that right. i think you know ubisoft does it better than like a lot of other ones and that so yeah exactly um yeah. so let's move off the tactical game the tactical stealth gameplay that that gameplay mechanic and let's go into what this game has turned into which is a game as service that whole you know destin destinying or divisioning of a game they want this <laughs> game to continue to live past its release date right every yeah. game every every company wants their game to be continue played obviously because that's what they're there for the game is there to to be played and a game like this is great for matchmaking well it can be if you, yeah. if it works um, if you're social if you're social sometimes i am sometimes i'm not you know i have yeah. a mic all the time we'll see um yeah. but they do some things in this game to try and make it that whole season type thing they in destiny i'll use an as an example they have mm -hmm. a season pass where um or a season like sort of a it's sort of like a year this is this is what's happening and every time you level up you get something event-based passes yeah well yeah, yeah i'm talking about like the levels right so sure. at level one you get that 
engram and then the the second level you get yes. like money and stuff they do something like that in this game it's called the faction battle rewards right so you do oh, faction rewards and then you get rewards from based on that we did we had done a couple faction things um throughout the game but i i felt like the the progression through that <laughs> for the rewards was really slow like really yeah. really slow like i had done a lot of faction things and i had only got up like a handful of rewards, which is unfortunate. What do you think of that? Did you do much of the faction battle stuff? Not really in that. I'm actually kind of learning about this right now. And that, uh, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I told you about it in the game. <laughs> yeah. I was probably concentrating on not falling down a mountain at the time. So. It's fair. It's fair. Um, yeah, obviously it, it's neat. It has some things It has unlockables has uh, goat blueprints that you'd want. One of my best favorite weapons is actually, through the um, faction battle faction. rewards, and it comes pretty early, so you should look into that. Um, another thing that games do for, especially uh, shooting games, to prolong its life is they have a PvP section, and this is yes. no, you know, there's no no surprise. They've had um, they've had Ghost War PvP in the past. They had in Wildlands, and it's a four v four. Uh, deathmatch or I don't remember the game type what it's called but it's when you plant the bombs or you defuse a bomb like one team oh, plants oh, and the oh, other team oh, oh. defuses they have it in destiny too yes as well and it's it's fun like you can you can drone around and sort of see but you know you might you might die um but right you know honestly this is this isn't a game for me for pvp the third person <laughs> shooter turned into first person shooter it's, it's fun at first but you know it's it nothing stands out for me, right? Did you? I haven't, did, even, you, you didn't I haven't even gotten in, into the. There's PvP so much of the main game. That yeah. this this often falls off the side. Even even the division two, I yeah. hardly played any of the PvP. I played a couple matches, and it was just sort of eh. Yeah, I know. But again, this this game is so huge. It offers you know you don't even have to dip into that to yeah. enjoy it. Not yeah. you know that's for the, that's for you know people who are hardcore. Uh, you know, if you're not hardcore, you can still dip lightly into it. And it, there is a lot of stuff to unlock. There's costumes and there's weapons and there's customizations and that. Exactly. So, you and know. you know, speaking of customizations, like we did earlier, I'm going to go into this section called something is a bit off, which <laughs> I sent you. The no, no, no. Like, oh, these are the things that bugged me a bit. For anyone who has looked up this game, you'll notice that a lot of people are angry about the microtransaction, which just seems a little weird. Did you notice anything weird about that in this game? Not really. Um, microtransactions these days, I know they've gotten such a bad rap in that. You know? um, I, I, I don't think they won't hinder your progress. Uh, they won't hinder your enjoyment of it and that. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes down to a matter of like, you know, if you have the disposable cash to spend on it and that, then, you know, that's your choice in that. So yeah. um, it's not really that impactful in that. It's not a negative aspect of the game. Yeah. So originally when it first came out, like first, first, like the first day, yeah. or, or it might have been even the early access, they had these, you had the ability to buy skill points. So you could level up your character faster. And they took that out, which, you know, because people got upset. They had that as this in Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well, which didn't bother me. It's like if you don't have the time to level up your character and you want to spend the money, I was like, go for it. But that's the way you play it. Um, It's not going to it's not going to affect PvP because everyone's on a level playing ground. So I don't Mm -hmm. know why people got upset about that. 
Yeah, it seems to defeat the purpose of the game to offer it's like you know just here's your all your skill points and that you know go be awesome and that you know you're you're gonna level up pretty quickly in this yeah. game and that yeah, if, yeah. depending on how much time you put into it and that and if you're if you have the time you know if you're if you're going if you're already buying your skill points to level up your character then you're going to devote the time to it so but like are those the people that just do the main missions like why would you do that <laughs> some of the know. best side missions in any open world game are in this game like i i there's some missions that i'm just like oh my god that was so good i want to do it again but you know you do that later when yeah. you replay the game um so i thought that you know you go to the store in this game and there are you you will see the microtransactions there obviously because mm-hmm. you know how else will a game sell it it was a little pervasive but it's also entirely optional you don't have yeah. to do it at all and yeah. it's mostly um cosmetic from what i saw and you know it was unobtrusive which was good right exactly you can it's earn there. everything in this game that yeah. you can buy so <laughs> it's there if you need it if you don't don't worry yeah. dude it, nothing's locked behind any sort of a wall <laughs> exactly so this brings me to the next part bugs and glitches did you have any <gasps> yes um oh, now so it's for for a game that is as good looking as it i found it so buggy i don't know if it's just my console experience in that maybe it runs smoother on pc in that but uh not based on the beta <laughs> oh lord <laughs> Well, we're the one time we we're in a helicopter heading to our next mission and that your character was in a seated position about 10 feet ahead of the helicopter. <laughs> it's so many random little visual glitches like that. I yeah. the thing I noticed the most was none of the lip syncing worked for me. No. In any of the cutscenes or when you're talking and grabbing a mission, you'll start talking and then your mouth won't move or it'll move yeah. at a way faster or slower pace than what's happening. Yeah. Um, Which is weird because, you know, they did good. They did well on the on the, you know, on the facial animations and features and that. Yeah, so yeah, everything yeah. looks really good. It's just the animations are a little janky. Which is yeah. funny because Assassin's Creed Odyssey and like Far Cry, like the games that we we had played earlier this year, they like they're they're fantastic. The animation is so good. So this is just buggy as hell. I also noticed a lot of pop-in. I don't know if you noticed that during the game. Like visual, like assets would just come in, especially in Era 1, the home base. Like I'd walk around and then I'd be waiting for like the dude I have to talk to to just show up. Yes, I noticed that too. Um, there's, but it's a it's a buggy game. I'm hope I'm hoping like further down the line they can fix it through DLC. But you know, yeah, you know. who knows? Well, yeah. I know that uh, they there's they're constantly patching. This is the game that yeah. just seems to be getting a patch every week. Um, so I, who knows what what's going on? Yeah. I didn't find it as bad uh, when you're actual in active combat or you know in your stealth combat and that, but you no, know, no, no, no. I yeah, you know, it's usually it's usually things like you know travel, uh, the social space and that. Uh, but when I'm actually when I was actually in a social a combat situation, there wasn't anything that kind of detracted or you know distracted me from it. So the last time I played, there were enemies that just popped up in front of me. I don't know if you remember okay. screaming. But there were like two guys that just randomly showed up in a room with me. And I was just like, there are things like that that happens. Or like sometimes we'll see NPCs on top of like bushes yes. or on top of like vehicles. And I'm like, what are you doing? Man? That's all so strange. Um, so buggy game, but you know, yeah, take it you as, as you will. So 
we talked about pretty much everything in this game. We talked about the gameplay, the the visual style, the story. What are your final thoughts on this, Hawk? Um, it's generally it's a it's it's definitely a Ubisoft experience. I like I said, I think I prefer more of when Ubisoft uses the Ghost Recon platform for the command based and team operations. You know, the AI is great and doing that. You know, and like you know, planning out those attacks using like a command based system is awesome. So, I'm not really sure why they chose the solo route with it. Gorgeous graphics. I got no complaints about that. Uh, good combat. Um, but I, long term, I don't think it's going to hold my interest. Yeah. So thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll give it a thumbs up in that. Uh, I think it, you know, given the right person in that, this is going to be a, a, a game they're going to come back to in that. Uh, just personally, not for me. Yeah. So for me, I thought that this game sort of like. It's sort of trying to cater to everyone, but no one at the same time. It's sort of weird. Like, it's doing this whole Destiny thing, but it's also doing this whole Ghost Recon type feel. Like, it's fun. I, I think that the 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 gameplay, the story, generally fun. I don't, I don't like the story as much as I liked Wildlands. I think the future aspect, you know, it seems, for me, is overdone. Like, us versus robots. Or yeah, drones. I don't know. Yeah, it gets a, it gets a little too kind of familiar, and yeah. you know, a face a Facebook kind of CEO guy named exactly. Jay Yeah, and, and I know that uh, I think the next Top Gun is about drone warfare as well. So that it's just gonna keep on going like that. Drones, I, I drones, think, drones. <laughs> exactly. I think this game is best played with friends. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a little grindy if you're playing by yourself, and it's not as fun without your your AI teammates like they did in Wildlands. PvP, all right, I guess. I think the the seasonal content is all right. That faction battle rewards is it's all right. Um, it's sort of there's a lot of like little things that are underwhelming, but there is but the core gameplay I think is fun. But the thing that bothered me the most is the bugs, as you know. Something that'll get worked on. So right now, yeah. personally, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, a tentative thumbs up, because I know it'll get better. This feels like div- uh, the Division One, like it was. It had lots of potential when it first came out, and then they kept on tweaking and tweaking, and then it got to a really good game. And I know I got you guys to come back for the Division One, and it was better than our initial experience. So I ended up having to bu- uh, rebuy it and I threw a used copy just to play it again. So yeah. Um, yeah, I can see something similar with this. Uh it's bug it, it, it's buggy. Maybe they'll fix that, maybe they will, but I think, you know, down the line at that if if they put the attention in and Ubisoft is known for, you know, you know, supporting their franchises and that whole like, you know, f- with wholeheartedly. It could be a good game. Yeah. So I, I hope that this gets better. And continues to get better. Wildlands was supported way, way past its initial release. It actually got supported up until this game. I don't know if it's still getting supported because I think everyone moved over to Breakpoint. Um, right. But there were great like little mini events and stuff. And I hope they do that with Breakpoint. And I'm sure they will because Ubisoft is a good team for that. Damn right. So let's throw this out to the readers or our listeners because no one reads this. Uh, no. What did you think of this game? What did you think of Ghost Recon Breakpoint? Let us know on our social media or through email. That's all following in the crawl afterwards. I'd like to thank Hawk for coming online and for playing this, this game with me. It's such a fun game, but, you know, a buggy, buggy, fun mess. And I, you know, I hope to continue playing it and you know, see the progress as it goes on throughout this year. I wouldn't be averse to coming back to it. Yeah, awesome. All right. 
Thank you for listening and have a good one. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.